0: Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Three Up, Three Down. We got Rick back in the studio, so it's another exciting week. Sup, what's up. What's up? Um, he was telling me a little bit about his weekend, but what did you get into? It sounded kind of like a concert in Washington? It was a, in it, Seattle, I should say.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time this weekend, man. I went to go see the Killers live. Uh, they were in Seattle Saturday, so that was a really good time. I, if my voice is a little like... A little, little hoarse. <laughs> it was because I was uh, belting out you know, Mr. Brightside for the last song. So I was, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. Good concert. They put on a hell of a show. If you guys have ever wanted to see like a really good show live, The Killers put on a hell of a show live.
2: Well, I kind of do want to see that now. And I'm not surprised you don't have a voice because The Killers seems like the
0: <laughs> ultimate concert
1: to lose a voice at. Oh, dude. It was so oh. much fun.
0: Definitely some sing-along action, I could, I could tell you that. Um, Alex, I know how your weekend was. You beat me in golf, so I'm not going to really ask. How about the ping-pong, too? Um, so just, Ooh. Uh, the, we, you had to go there, too. It, it, uh, Nonetheless, nonetheless, God. moving on. We're a baseball podcast with three guys from Chicago trying to be as unbiased as possible. Um, nonetheless, let's jump right into it. Icy Hot. Unsponsored, but desired to be sponsored. We want the sponsor. Icy Hot. Reach out. We'll uh, soon, we'll happily soon. keep plugging you for for just a small little <laughs> uh, monetary value. But that would be nice. Uh, Rick, as always, as sincere. Uh, we get to see you every once yep. in a while. I'm going to let you go first.
1: All right, sweet. Start off with the icy. Alex is going to fucking hate this. Uh, good old fashioned. Three and a half hour baseball is, seems to be coming to an end here. Uh, so they did a recent uh, like some rules changes for the minor leagues, and I think we kind of talked about it. I think we touched on it like the first couple episodes of three up um, <clears throat> about bigger bases. One of them, uh, one of the, that's one of the things they're changing. They are doing what I kind of just found out: automatic, automated ball strike challenges and a pitch timer. So basically what this whole, why this led to it, right? And I saw kind of like a little video interview with one of my, uh, you know, one of the good old guys for the Cubs, old Theo Epstein. Uh, Surveys are pretty much generally trending towards more action, faster play, more balls in play, all that stuff. So they started implementing certain rules into the minor leagues. And, you know, the three things I mentioned were part of it. A recent minor league game only lasted two hours and 17 minutes because of these three things. So basically the automated ball strike challenge, right? Both teams have three challenges at the beginning. Correct challenges is retained. An incorrect one is lost. Uh, But only the batter, the pitcher, or the catcher can actually make the challenge. Um, And it's got to be made right after the the umpire's call. So it's got to be within, like, I don't know, five seconds or whatever it is exactly. Um, So that was definitely one of them. And what they can appeal to is what's called a Hawkeye robot ump. And I think it's basically like one of those graphics, you know, you see the ball come in with this line and it goes into the strike zone or out of the strike zone. And that's basically how it's called, right? Um, The next thing is a pitch timer. So for batters, it's a 30 second timer. Um, For pitching, it's 14 seconds between pitches with uh, empty bases and 19 seconds with runners on base. Uh, and pitchers who violate the timer will get, uh, charged the ball on the actual count. So kind of cool, right? Like they definitely don't want, don't want to give up a, you know, you got your three and two and you violate the, the time all of a sudden it's an easy walk to first. Right. So that's one of the things. And then the, the bigger bases, um, I mean, less collisions, uh, just less damage on the players. So. That's kind of my IC is good old-fashioned baseball. And I, you know, I said Alex didn't like it. Episode one, remember what was it with the balls juiced? We were both like, I hate it. It, I love it. That stuff. So that's my IC for this week. I thought it was an interesting one.
2: Yeah, I do think it's interesting. Uh, And I like some of it. (laughs) Uh, I think the idea of challenging balls and strikes and it's the batter, pitcher, or catcher is amazing. Just because I, I I think it almost pushes back on Robot Ups a little bit. But yeah. it's kind of a nice middle ground. I can also just see the drama that will come from that when you have some arrogant hitter come up and just expect that they know the strike zone perfectly. There's going to be a lot of tension with those. And then next thing you know, like, Larry Garcia is going to be out there wasting all the challenges and one at bat because he's blind. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, like, for me, I'm, I'm all for that. It would be interesting to see how it would work, but... I don't know. I think that would be fun. But my big issue with this is, like, I really don't think people hate being in a baseball stadium for three hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may not want to watch a baseball game for three hours, but, like, we've seen this time and time again. There are baseball stadiums (laughs) where people want to be there for as long as they can be because it's a good fan environment. You don't have to make it all about the game. You can have things going on. Like, and parks all try to do this, but, like... When people are like, oh, I don't want to go to the game that much, people sell out. Like, Wrigley was sold out this week. The Cubs aren't, I mean, they're playing pretty well, but they're not, like, it's not about the baseball. It's not about the baseball. The baseball is something everyone has fun and goes and does, but, like, it's the environment. It's what you do when you're at the game, which is fun, and baseball is the centerpiece of that. I think teams before looking to explore how do we cut down our time in the ballpark as much as possible, just make it a little bit more entertaining, you know? Add yeah. to your stadium. Do all these things because I really don't think people hate being at a game for three hours and they can leave if they want to. Like, I don't do not know. I'm not, I'm, I get the game needs to speed up <laughs> a little bit, but it doesn't need to go yeah. down to like a two and a half hour average. Like,
0: I don't know. I, I understand this sense in, I, I, I get it. And I think, um, I your point to stadiums adjusting and and making themselves more appealing to younger audiences and and every audience in general. Um, If that's through kind of, you know, batting cages, you know, speed throwing, tossing stuff and kind of just creating a totally unique environment, I guess is what we'll say. Um, Yeah, your experience at the ballpark does want to be more enjoyable. Uh, But when you get to it, I think... Boston Or no, New York and Toronto went to extra innings like 0-0 a few weeks ago. And that went like 13 innings. And yes, it's a great pitching duel. And I'm not complaining about the pitching duel. But 0-0 going to the extra <laughs> innings. I think more of an audience wants to see runs. Uh, so I, I, I understand um your point of being there at the ballpark for a long time but i think fans are are generally more shifted to shorter um attention spans and and that's nothing on the common fan i just think when you got so much going on in in sports it's tough to stay focused on one game specific unless you know you're the true diehards um but speeding up the game is is definitely something that could make it a little bit more attractive to a sport that has already been called out for dying and losing um, many fans' interests. So speeding it up I do think would help. Um, I think this is a good way to keep the authenticity of umpires behind the plate there and to kind of check themselves because they are getting tested um, and they're getting challenged. I'm surprised. I think it would, you say it was three challenges per team? Yeah,
1: Three challenges per team for the uh, automated ball strike thing.
0: So I, I would have expected that to honestly be a little higher. Yeah, uh, I'm not totally shocked. It's three. I was a little surprised, but like six, six would seem more reasonable, um, at least on a night when you know Angel Hernandez is behind the plate. <laughs> or Stephen Buckner uh, that fucking uh, guy. <laughs> you know, it just it, it depends. <laughs> and yes, you know, I would say I think someone was telling me about that. It might have been you, Alex. But majority of the umpires do have. Um, very high accuracy ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only a few that are kind of judged, and, and you see it every once and then. Every one in maybe four nights that uh, some umpiring can be kind of questionable um, consistently, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, I think giving all umpires a pitch that they will miss is in uh, 27 outs is very reasonable. Um, and, you know, that's usually 250 pitches a game plus. So... You know, it's a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> so this will speed things up it will make things more accurate I I, I also like that the, the the icy pick of it um, and I could see this as a hot as well because yeah. it, it's gonna be a good in a and a weird for baseball
2: I just want to consider this quickly though like we're trying to speed the game up right this is some of the goals when we get Angel Hernandez or Steve Bunkner behind the plate and the challenges just keep coming and they don't run out. <laughs> Because these guys are just off the plate all game long. What's gonna happen? All of a sudden, we got a five pitch at bat that lasts like like <laughs> twenty minutes because we're just in replay watching was, these things go. I
1: was gonna say you mentioned like these like players that think they know the strike zone. Imagine the challenges coming back in the player's favor against like a B- Buckner or like a Hernandez. Oh, it would just oh great. Great. it's gonna be amazing like I r-
2: actually really hope they do this because the interactions are just gonna to be top tier they're gonna mm-hmm. get the look back they'll be like no I, I need to know what that signal is too how do you call for that challenge are you like yo you point over the dugout or something yeah like, did you, right? you point right at the umpire <laughs> I can see this being a hilarious part of the game so I'm all
0: for that it it is I think I was I was listening to this as um, earlier today and they were talking about it I think it's supposed to be like a 10 to 15 second. Mm response time on the challenges it's supposed to be yeah. yeah quick 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 i think i saw so no no real delay. And i think
1: i saw like when the pitcher in the minor leagues was doing it he just kind of like tapped the side of his head or something like that like looking at the umpire and tapping the side of his head so i don't know if for the pitcher that's going to be the call for him
2: that'll be great and when you get when you get the big boys a big like juan soto <laughs> calling for that he's going to give him a mm-hmm. look and like it'll yep. be great and i hope i hope this is the <laughs> other thing i want them to do for this you know on mlB.com the game tracker where you kind of describing mm-hmm. this rick where the ball comes like soaring in yeah they should play that at the stadium and just yes. let us watch and we get like that I don't know that five or like two second anticipation of the ball coming in and we all get to cheer or boo or whatever it is
1: <laughs> I can't tell from the from the bleachers if it's a strike or a ball sometimes like throw that up there on the screen let me see that shit <laughs> uh, all right <laughs> I'll move into my hot unless Alex you had something else to say, I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. Uh my hot is going to be uh I, I, trade deadline mashers, more specifically Joey, Joey Gallo and Franmil Reyes. Uh obviously I know a little bit more about Reyes. He got moved to the Cubs, you know, he got I, I think DF8 or whatever from uh the Guardians if I'm not mistaken. Uh but Reyes so far in 10 games with the Cubs is a 341 batting average. Uh, 1007 OPS, three doubles, two triples, two home runs, and seven RBIs, and you know he's got five runs, 14 hits, and I, I'm pretty sure Jack, you mentioned this on on Big League Chicago. Like we we they have him under control for another two years, and he's 27 years old. You know, for DH, that's that's not bad. Uh, and you know, especially you know with 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 his production so far, and then on the other side of that, you know, Gallo going from one coast to the other Uh, on 11 games with the Dodgers, three home runs, six hits, five RBIs, and an OPS of 915, while the Yanks have, you know, struggled in air quotes, I would say, still 74 and 48 with, you know, an eight-game lead in the division. So I don't really know how much they're struggling really, but they're struggling. So to me, these two guys definitely needed a change of, like, scenery, and so far I've been super productive after they have been moved. So that's my hot, those trade deadline mashers, guys.
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, starting with Gallo, Gallo just screamed to me to be a steal of a pickup at the deadline. You did I mean, call like, that, didn't you? Well, I, he was yeah. costing nothing, right? You're, you're giving up a no-name prospect, so it's like, just be sure it's not Tatis, and you're fine. But that's like a once-in-a-lifetime like turnaround there. Uh, so uh, in that level, like the risk is incredibly low. He's an elite glove, like so you're getting an elite defensive outfielder. Fantastic, right? We know he has unlimited power. How is this guy not going to be a steal? And then you see that the Dodgers trade for him, and that's the ultimate sign. If the Dodgers are trading for the guy, he's good. Uh, I think you can pretty much count on that, and he looks like he's just going to boost their outfield immediately. And he's a bat when he is playing well. He might only hit 230, but he's a bat that you do not want to pitch to. When you're watching the game as a fan, you're like, you see your pitcher skirting the edges, he's avoiding that power. Um you just I don't know, he's a valuable player. The Yankees traded a lot to get him and got nothing in return for him, so that one stings, but he just could not take the New York media, I think. I think I don't know if that was everything, but I think once that got bad, it was just a very difficult environment to turn it around in. So just good for him. him. Yeah. Dodgers Dodgers get stronger for pretty much
0: no cost. Um and then on front Oh well, the Dodgers. The Dodgers do what they always do. They they turn in, uh, you know, they, they mold in great players and then just continues <clears throat> to be the mold for the L.A. Dodgers. And, you know, I think it, it's been a revitalization for Gallo and, uh, you know, fuck the Yankees.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, that was such I I don't know. The guy's probably in his prime years. I think he's, like, 29 or something, like, slam dunk trade. But the even bigger slam dunk, Franmil. This guy is a tank. When I saw the Indians DFA him or Guardians, I'm sorry, DFA him, I was like, are you kidding me? Because Franmil is just a when he gets his bat hot as it is now, he's a mm-hmm. force. He's an absolute force. He has incredible contact for a guy who's like six six and beefy, and obviously he has power. I mean, he's a mammoth of a human. Fun to watch. I, I, I the Cubs got to be happy about this. This is a, it's a huge pickup for nothing, and it, it's not like he's gonna be. Um, Everything, but like, if he's an all-star next year, I'd be surprised a little bit, but it's totally within his realm of possibilities. He's that talented of a hitter. I don't know why the Guardians made this move. I know he doesn't fit their, like, let's just run out blue pits all day because he's not the biggest burner, but... Man's not going to (laughs) run. No, but if you're getting this guy for a league minimum contract every day of the week, uh, not surprising the Cubs got him. It was going to be... I'm surprised he wasn't picked up earlier, honestly, by some of these... By some of the teams earlier on the waiver priority, so yeah, great pick up for the Cubs. Got to be happy about that. Oh, Yeah,
0: yeah, and and like you said, we mentioned on uh, uh, big leagues, I, it's reminiscent of what the Twins did with Big Poppy. Uh, yes, hold the horses, we're not there yet, <laughs> but uh, it's a guy that it could turn into someone that's similar to to a Poppy like that if he. Continues the way he does in the power numbers. It has been an off year. I think he's at 11 home runs this year mm-hmm. uh, Two of those in a Cubs uniform. So you love to see that um, You definitely want to see a little bit more um, But we'll see we'll see And you know with Gallo. It's also another solid addition um, I do worry that Gallo will not get enough of at-bats, but I do think uh, um, Fran Mill that won't be a problem and I don't think he'll have to be expected to do much in the field so hopefully he stays in shape, but <laughs> uh, we'll see there. We'll see there. Definitely uh, good picks this week, though. Uh, anything else we want to add? Just quickly on this, I just looked this up now. Framiel has had
2: two full seasons where he's, like, his X-slug is at, like, 500-plus. Like, that's that's yeah. just the power bet that it fits in any lineup. And he's had two of those out of his five seasons. Like, and some were shortened. he does—I wouldn't say he's injury-prone, but— I mean, he, he he's not always playing a full season. Um, yeah, s- steal of a pickup in my mind. You you
0: can be excited, Uh-oh, right? I'm, you I'm, be I'm excited
1: now. <laughs> At first, I was like, I was like, ah, I don't know who this is, right? Like they DFA him, whatever. And then you talked about him on BLC, and I was like, let me look more into this guy. And then I realized thirty plus home runs, like like Alex had two plus seasons. Like this guy's, and so far he's doing really well. Two more years under control, and you know. DH. I, 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 don't, I don't need him to be in shape. I just need him to be round and hitting homers. That's all I need him to do. If he wants to be a big big boy, let, let him be a big boy at DH.
0: Yes. Yes, sir. Um, Alex, I'll, I'll let you go uh, first for Around the Horn, uh, but I'm going to let you go last for Icy Hot. Um, with that being said, I'm coming after players' throats this week. Oh, it's no. both players' on the on the chopping blocks one in one in a good sense and one in the bad and that bad even though he's got third rankings in the home run rankings with 31 your don alvarez it's been a brutal month of august um uh, he was decent through the month of july i think he had 14 home runs which is still very good better than anyone on the white Sox. uh but currently in the month this month he's gone 214 from the plate an OBP of 309, a slugging of 304, and an OPS of 612 with one home run, seven RBIs, eight walks to go with 19 strikeouts. Um, he has been banged up in the last few months. Uh, you can credit that to some of this sluggid, er, sluggish uh, performance, but you can't expect that the young 25-year-old, younger than Fran Mill, actually was shocked when I saw that, um, can be, can figure things out as this Astros team looks to be kind of that number one seed, hopefully, in, not hopefully for our sense, but hopefully for them um, in the AL the, um, race. So, yeah, Jordan Alvarez, tear away. I
2: mean, this is a good pick. I, we were talking when when the, the Astros in town versus the Sox. And he didn't look—he didn't look like himself. And Jordan is one of the best hitters I've ever seen play in my life. Like this guy is an animal. I there's other, on Twitter there's all these like jokes about him not being like a human. I totally agree with him sometimes because when he's hot he's on a different level. And I know some people may not fully buy into like advanced stats and stuff, but I look at like expected slugging along the league. There's two guys, Aaron Judge and Yordán. They're at like close to 700 expected slugging. Then it drops like Goldschmidt's at like a 550, right? Like they're just God on damn. a different planet of like what they do. They destroy baseballs. Um, I mean, he's on the same level as Judge. That's the type of player we're talking about here, right? He, I think, has to be hurt. He has a proven track record. He's been a beast at crushing baseballs for a long time. But if he's hurt and still playing, is this injury going to heal? I don't know if he is. But this is all speculation, but I just don't think he's a guy who, when he's healthy, only has three extra base hits
0: in three weeks. Like That's just not who he is as a player. Um, and qu- quickly, on, on a guy that I think last episode or two episodes before that we talked about being kind of that second favorite for the AL MVP race, he's sort of played himself out of that in the last month, but in on the year he's hitting 296 31 home runs 79 RBIs and an OPS of 1. 1.009, third in baseball. So still monster numbers for Alvarez and like you said I think that is good speculation it is an injury but uh, Rick I'll let you um rip in there.
1: Yeah, I Yeah, I was kind of like, I was going to agree with Alex. Like I think there has to be something wrong with him, you know, like like you see players like this all the time where they're having amazing seasons and just in the past they have been really, really good and have just been very productive where they get to some sort of like bump in the road in the season like this. And then at the end of the season or a couple months after the end of the season, yeah, I was playing with a sore hand or a sprained ankle for the last like two months of the season. Um, like Alex said, this guy's just proven to be amazing throughout his career so far. You know, rookie of the year at one point. And I'm pretty sure I had him as my hot uh, one of the first few episodes too, so there's got to be an injury here. And like you said, you know, he, he played himself out of the the AL MVP race, you know, because of this like snag in the road. But I, I think probably if if it is some sort of like minor injury, a sprain, something, whatever, sore this, um, I think he definitely needs to take that time because uh, you know, awards are great, but like if he wants to win a World Series again, like. I forget if he won it with the Astros when they won, but uh if he wants to win, no, he didn't? Okay. If he actually wants to win a World Series himself with his team, definitely needs to take a step back and be like, all right, let me take a couple weeks off, see if it's better, come back. You know what I mean? Like do do that due diligence yourself to be like, I I know what I can do and I'm not doing it right now. And if it's because of a certain injury or something, then yeah, let me take like let me take a quick step back. So I like the pick for the IC.
2: I th- and I think he will. And I think I I I, I bet in the next couple of weeks he's going to have a little ten day IL I- unless things turn around unless this thing heals. And again, this is all speculation, but it doesn't seem right that he's healthy and playing
0: this way. So yeah. So quickly and not to interrupt. I apologize to interrupt you, but he actually was hospitalized um, yesterday um, after leaving the game on Friday. Due to shortness of breath breath, And concussion-like symptoms um, And he said the symptoms were Exaggerated by the fireworks On Friday during the, the game So mm. um, he was pulled In the fifth inning while running the bases <laughs> Alex and I were A little bit off the map in terms of cell reception So we didn't <laughs> see this But uh, this does explain A little bit more of uh, uh, Of what maybe his issues been. maybe he's got something uh um, concussion related, or maybe he's got the yips. Maybe, I mean, that—that's—that's
2: you cannot be happy to hear that, though. That we had this scare with Luis Robert a couple weeks ago, where he had lightheadedness and he went on a ten-day oh. IL. Turned out to be nothing, but like you look at what these things could be. Like vertigo is one of the top things, and obviously, vertigo would be a, a pretty horrible thing to develop as a baseball player uh, or any athlete for that matter. And just in general, but, like, obviously it's more applicable to their, their profession. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope he's—I I, I would expect he's fine in the long run. But, uh, yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on, because if the Astros don't have Jordan, it's a very, very different team. Very different. Yeah.
0: That's the icy this week. Moving on to Hot. Um, a guy who's honestly, it, it's been very impressive what he's been able to do since he's been called up. He was the top prospect heading into this season. Uh, and this is Adley Rushman, the catcher for the Baltimore Orioles, uh, 24 years of age. Just in general, I've been so impressed about what this kid has been able to do. Um, on the year, he's hitting two fifty-nine with eight homers, 25 RBIs and an OPS of 824. Uh, But what's been really impressive is this month of uh, August, he's hit 317 with an OPB of 449, a slugging of 567, and an on-base percentage of 1.015. With a batting war of 3.3 on the year, this kid doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like a veteran. Um, And from the sounds of what's coming out, he sounds like he could control this rotation and bullpen for years to come because they're calling him um, a veteran behind the plate as well. Defensively, you saw some mistakes in his uh, when he was called up in late May after some injury issues to start the year, um, but he's kind of solved that and he's, he's looking like a solid, solid candidate for Rookie of the Year in the AL um, and is really leading uh, this Baltimore team with Cedric Mullins as they kind of look to stay alive in that AL wildcard spot. So, Adley, Rushman, my pick for hopeful AL MVP. Definitely don't want it to be Stephen Kwan of Cleveland. Um, could live with, uh, I can't remember who Julio. Alex was talking about earlier. Who's Julio? I, I could live with Julio. Julio or or Adley are going to be really, I think, what it comes down to. But maybe Stephen Kwan has somebody to stay with it if the Guardians are able to make a um, a lasting playoff push so, but Adley Rushman is the hot this week.
2: I love the pick. Um, this guy has a beautiful swing. It's got a little uppercut to it, but it's not just a, like a swat. It's gorgeous. And the follow-through, everything. Like if you have not seen Adley Rushman swing a baseball bat, I encourage you to go watch it. He's a big reason that this fun Orioles team, I don't remember the Orioles ever being this exciting, and they were in playoff contention a couple years ago, but my goodness, this team is fun right now. The Sox are about to have a three-game set with him, and I'm just excited to see these guys play. It's, it's a it's a full fun team, and Adley's obviously one of the the faces of this team. He also just seems like off the field, all the interviews, all these things. They're in like tonight. They were playing on the, I think it's like the Little League challengers. I don't know what they call it, but they had all the Orioles like hanging out with the kids. He just seems like a beast all around, likable personality, face of the franchise going forward, and. I don't know. I'm happy about it. Typically, I don't like catchers being drafted early in drafts because I'm just like, what are you going to get with a catcher? I mean, there's not many catchers I would have wanted as my number one overall pick that I've seen in my lifetime. And we're talking like Buster Posey. Just a couple. They don't have it, but I don't know. This guy looks amazing. So um, happy to see it. Should be a fun face of this franchise. And I just like, like, Buster Posey was always cool to me because, like, you see him every pitch. A catcher who dominates on both sides of the ball is just... It's it's a cool thing to be and cool thing to see. So yeah, great pick. Um excited to see what he can do going forward.
1: Yeah, I gotta I gotta agree with the with the swing, man. Like I saw I saw a video of his swing and I was like, Wow, that that just looks great. You know what I mean? Like and I don't know, was I, I forget, was, was uh, Griffey a Griffey a lefty too? Or was he a righty? He was a lefty.
2: Griffey was a lefty, but Adley's yeah. switch hitter, which is
1: Oh yeah, that's that's true. I was gonna say, like I I, I saw him swing left-handed and I was like, these lefties got something, man. They got like the prettiest swings. And I guess, you know, I guess Adley maybe is just the prettiest from the left side, but yeah, great, great pick. And like, like, like you said, Jack, like this guy's been taking basically the, the, the rotation since he brought up and has like been, been acting like a veteran, you know? And, and again, I agree with like the idea that he's the reason why they're do they're doing so well right now. Um, the last time I think I saw an Orioles team, this, this kind of exciting was, who they, who's their last like really good catcher they had there for a little bit? I forget his name, or was it a catcher? Was it a pitcher? I forget. Well,
2: they had Adam Jones, remember? And yeah, Chris and they had Davis. Adam
1: jo- yeah, th- th- there was one other guy. He was a catcher. I'm, pr- I'm positive he was a catcher. And He was like their 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 like uh, prospect who came up and was really good, and they put him up a catcher. But you know, either way, I think that was the last time. Maybe it was at with the Adam Jones era, but. And I also like the Orioles in general because they they have shirts that just have chaos on it, and it's I don't know if you guys have heard that story that they just wear these shirts of chaos and like that's basically what they're doing is causing chaos not only in the AL East but like throughout the wild card. Uh, so and Ad, Ad, like you said, Adley Rushman, man, great pick. I love love him. He's he's acting like a veteran. He's he's a rookie,
2: and he looks good in orange. And I think yeah. by the way, your catcher Matt Weeters maybe.
1: Weeders, that's the one, yeah, Weeders. yeah. <laughs> Didn't turn out so great, but yeah, he was there. It's a he was good there.
0: throwback, though, it's a good throwback.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Alex,
2: uh, you're on the clock. Alrighty, so the first one, and honestly, we probably should talk about these guys more. I don't know if we really discussed them other than we were talking about like playoff races, really. Uh, but they're probably the hottest team in baseball right now. And they have probably the best player in baseball right now, too. And I know that may be a little bit of a hot take, but the St. Louis Cardinals, these guys are on fire. And it's all Ooh. starting with... <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry about it, but Goldie is having himself a season. In my mind, he's running away with the MVP at this point. He's been on fire this week. Last week, we were talking about Austin Rallies in there, and he's had a good week, too. But Goldie is just on a different level right now. And I love to see it. So, August. This is how August has gone for the Cardinals. Sweep the Cubs. Sweep the Yankees. A little a little a little bump in the road. Lose two out of three in cores. Two of three from the Brewers. Big wins, right? Since then, uh, seven game win streak. Sweep Colorado, sweep Arizona. That's what you need to do, you need to sweep the bad teams. But I don't know. This team this team is exciting. You have poo-holes becoming prime Pujols like 700's in sight and he's like hey I've I've had this all along but now that I'm back home I'm just unleashing it and like legitimately an <laughs> impact bat Albert Pujols in 2022 is an impact bat you still have Yachty behind the plate you still have Wayno bueno in the rotation it's just I I really like this team they've put five they have a five game leading division so it's all like it's likely that we're going to get Pujols in the playoffs and 700 coming in the playoffs is a very likely possibility right now. That would be crazy. That's insane. That's insane. Albert Pujols hits his 700th homer in the 2022 MLB playoffs. What a storyline! You gotta like these guys. They're fun to watch. Uh, should have the MVP. Probably have like the old guy story of the year. And <laughs> yeah, they're hot.
1: I can't. I can't argue with you there, dude. I just. I can't argue with the Cardinals and. I think I I said at the beginning of the season, I was like, don't count the Cardinals out there sneaky. They'll come in from, you know, they'll be like, yeah, we're kind of mediocre. And then, bam, Goldschmidt just decides to go off. Pujols is nearing 700. And, I, you know, speaking of the Cardinals, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Matt as well as, you know, a fan of our show who's, you know, interacted with us on Twitter. Hey, they're looking good, Matt. They are looking really good right now. And, you know, if you get your seven hundred for pool holes, I, I hope you, you know, you get absolutely hammered when that happens. Probably in the playoffs, like Alex said. So yeah, big up to the Cardinals, but I still absolutely hate their guts.
0: <laughs> well, and, and like you mentioned, they've finally kind of cemented themselves as the NL Central Division favorites. They're they've got a five game lead in the division. Um Pujols is kind of seeming to get that magic back for this last final playoff push, as you mentioned. Goldschmidt, since we last talked about the NL MVP when he was minus 135, which actually was decent money at the time, he's now like a 325 favorite. So he's just cementing himself as um, as that guy in the NL right now. He's, like you said, probably been the best player in baseball for the last month. Uh, we'll see if he can finish that out, and we'll see if if St. Louis can cause some uh, havoc come come playoff time. If they run run into St. Louis, or if they run into LA and um, some of the other scarier teams that are kind of coming uh, um, in that playoff race, but interesting, hot to start. Just one Goldie
2: set here to finish this off. Well, there's a lot to choose from, but he's got 86 runs and 100 RBIs. And 113 games. So if you think about that, he's driving in a or scoring one. One and a half times a game. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know what yeah. the other leaders look like in those stats, <laughs> but that's a lot of production. Um, so, yeah, Goldie. I love Goldie. And he's, yeah, beast mode right now. Um, but I will move into my cold now, unless you guys have anything else on this. I don't think so. so nope. We're going into the—it really stems from one guy, but I'm going to expand it. And it starts with Josh Hader. Kind of one of the more confusing trades at the deadline. I know it had been rumored, but with Milwaukee in the playoff hunt, it seemed odd that they would trade an elite reliever. And they did just that. They traded one of the premium relievers in baseball and Josh Hader. He's been awful. Uh, He's blown two saves quickly for the Padres. And looked bad while doing them. These are not good vibes on the <laughs> on, <laughs> on on how they're happening. It's not like oh. not good vibes. No good vibes. <laughs> no, and it's like to like the Nationals too. Like the Nationals are a A team. Like there's nobody that should be touching you, Josh Hader, but everyone is touching him. And I say I'm going to expand this because since the trade deadline, the Padres have not been good. And this seems like the Padres have been. And we talked about this at the trade deadline. It's like. We love all the acquisitions, the lineup's loaded, all these things. Obviously, you have the Tati suspension, but then you also just have a team that gets these players and maybe doesn't finish the job. They don't perform on the field for whatever reason. I don't know what's going on there. Um, Josh Bell hasn't been great since coming over. Brandon Drury hasn't been great. Juan Soto's been Juan Soto. But this team still lacks a ton of power. They don't really have many home run hitters. They have Soto and Machado to be great hitters, but they're not... Gonna give you 40 homers in a year, and then you have to wonder about this bullpen. If Hader's not gonna be Hader, who else is there? They don't have a closer. They traded their closer to get Hader, so they need him to step up. We'll see what happens. This team still has a ton of talent, but I don't think they can stumble into the playoffs. Which they may be able to do just with how the NL Wild Card's going. They need to show some life here. Um,
0: yeah, that's my icy. Well, as you kind of mentioned, they're only a half a game above Philadelphia at this point in that second wild card spot. Um, a little bit more of a slip, and you've got Milwaukee that's a game and a half, two games behind San Diego at this point. So that third wild card spot is still up for grabs without a doubt. Um, and it would be pretty ironic if the team that dealt Hater at the deadline were able to kick uh, Hater's new team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Padres out of the playoffs I Personally I would love that I think the MLB world would love that uh, Given the fact that everything that happened Within the last week and a half with Tatis um, People, they, they have a targeted back Is what we'll call them this year I don't think it's quite a, uh, an Astros type situation For the team uh, But Tatis is kind of digging himself A big A-rod hole right here So uh, we'll see what happens there uh, they have moved to a closer by committee. I think that happened today uh, with Hater just being just plain and simple awful. Um, and I do think he leads the leaguers is, is in top three in terms of saves. Uh, but he's now he's just blowing them left and right. So uh, you got to beg the beg the question of what they're going to do. Um, I think they're going to give some haters some time off to kind of find his his groove again and hopefully recover uh but like you mentioned josh josh bell and, and brendan jury not doing uh what they were supposed to bring to this team and and it seems like they've lost some sparks since the tatis news and and with that being said i know um well rick i'll let you react to the pick first and then if you do want to add um anything on the tatis end. Uh, you're more than welcome to expand on that as well.
1: Yeah, no, I look as 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 a Cubs fan. Josh Hader absolutely just dominated the Cubs, and you know the Brewers in general. So I love seeing both of those parties just kind of suck it up right now with the Cardinals. You know, with the lead in the Central and Josh Hader not doing so well. But just to kind of like talk about the Padres in general, they did everything that you would want wanted them to have done. They they go out and get Juan Soto, they get Brandon Jury, they get a lockdown closer who's been amazing for the last few years, right? And then it just starts to fall apart, you know, and, and it sucks. And then you have the Tatis thing on top of that. That was like the cherry on top of Tatis. Um, so it sucks. I love the pick with with Icy with Josh Hader too, and. Again, he was just so dominant, destroying the Cubs. <laughs> you know, we, we every single game. Um, but yeah, and then you know with the whole Tatis thing, uh, I was listening to the episode and uh, last week with you guys when you guys were talking about it, and I just I was like blown away. I was like, "There's no, there's no way. Like this is this is real right now for the Padres, right?" Like, and I think Alex put it perfectly. Like you're so good. Why do you why are you trying to even cheat right now? Are you like, there is, you're, you're, you're a superstar already. You're doing really well. You're on a winning team who just acquired Juan Soto for the next three years. You're going to be very, very good. Um, why are you doing this now? Right? So it's just, it's a, it's a head scratcher really. And then he gave some BS excuse. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the whole thing. And then you got his dad like, Oh yeah, it's not his fault, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like Jack, like you said, like it's just they got they got a target on their backs, and that's that that is what it is, right? So I was just confused by the entire Tatis thing. Um 80 games, uh, I, guess, I don't know. I would say that's enough, but feel like just maybe like the whole next season, just for him to really feel it, I guess, or just the Padres in general to really feel that would probably been a a, a good, I think, a good move. But you know, 80 games is 80 games. That's half a season, uh pretty much. So. Uh yeah I, again I was just confused by the whole Tatis thing he's he's already a superstar what are you doing man like there's there's no point in, there's no point in doing this stuff so that's kind of what I got to say about that
0: without a doubt without a doubt and um yeah no I mean he misses out on postseason action misses out on a little bit of next year and misses out on the World Baseball Classic um, so I think punishment well served at the right time. Um, and I, I do like that it's a three strength policy. You know, two full season, three get your ass out of here. So, uh, got to play hardball. If you want to be one of the best, you got to act like one yep. of the best. Um, and that 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 goes for both uh, Fernando Tatis and Josh Hader. Um, Alex, I think that's a great. I see this this week. Um, anything else the boys want to add on that? Otherwise, we'll we'll move into the very competitive Around the Horn.
1: Let's go, Around the Horn, let's go.
0: So, moving on to Around the Horn, brought to you by <laughs> Crack One Media. Uh, the man, the the man, the legend, Rick, is in the studio with us. Thank you, Rick, for the platform you course, give us course, course. here at Crack One to bring you this podcast. Uh, but let's jump right into it. It's a two-game lead for me these days. I'm
1: not worried. I want dicey, not worried.
0: dicey. Do you remember?
1: And, remember when Jack said and, that? I'm and, not worried.
0: <laughs> let's 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 fill in uh, the the listeners and Rick on the last two weeks. Um, everyone has their other everyday job, and Rick was busy, and I, we were busy, and and um, so we worked out a way to kind of. Um, keep things fair for rick so in the two weeks that uh we didn't have picks for him he took the two records so the first week he took a 2-0 record that alex had um and then this week he took my 1-1 record which brought alex and rick to a 13-11 and deadlock <laughs> here with about 42-ish games left a few more weeks left of this i'm at 15-9 and <laughs> um so things are heating up, you know. Like I said, it's a two-game race at this point. Uh, another pretty shitty week from me, and and I'm in some serious trouble. Uh, things are going to change a lot because we will have three picks this week. So uh, there could be there could be a new new leader this week. There could be uh, there could be some change, and I think people are ready for some change. I can sure tell you, I'm not, <laughs> uh, and we're going to do everything in our will to not allow that to happen. Uh, but let's jump right into it. And like I said, Alex, lead us off in around the horn.
2: I will. I will. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Four game, <laughs> win streak, pretty unheard of stuff. I don't know if anyone's gone two weeks without a loss yet. <laughs> so if we're talking about, like, who's hot within the studio, it looks like it's me. And I'm going to keep it, it, I I love keep it. it going because this was, like, the insurmountable... Fucking ride your horse a little higher. I'm trying. I'm trying. What? Like you're the Yankees and I'm the Cardinals right now. I'm I'm vibing.
0: Oh shit! The vibes are
2: hot in the streets. Here we go. And to make everyone happy, I went with a little hometown pick for this week. We got Cubs, Cardinals, and big shocker here. It doesn't really play well, given I just compared myself to the Cardinals. But I'm taking the Cubbies. Stroshow. Marcus Stroman on the mound versus Dakota Hudson. This is just going to be Stroman here. He's going to have the ball dancing. Not going to be missing bats, but maybe 4Ks, six innings, a ton of ground balls. front meal, big game. <laughs> That's what I got. Cubs over the cards, and I think it's on Thursday
1: is that game. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I love cocky Alex. I fucking love it, man. It's it's great entertainment. Uh, two things before I make my pick. One, thank you guys for for creating a method for me to still be involved uh, in the in the around the horn uh, to to have it all equal. And two, I apologize for not getting my picks in. I, I'm sorry. Like Jack said, you know, sometimes it gets a little bit busy for uh, recording for recording days, so I wasn't able to get my picks in. But I appreciate you guys kind of coming up with a new method uh, to keep me in the keep me in the game and basically, you know, taking over the lead here in this week. Um so I will <laughs> I am gonna I'm gonna agree with Alex on this and I'm gonna go with Cubs. Uh as hot as this how does the cards have been? Um, you know, with Fran mill doing doing really well, Hap hidden homers, Contreras hidden homers, Seiya doing really well, Stro doing a lot better than, you know, like I had like, you know, he has been this past this this Season pretty much, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with that because I'm gonna go with the Cubs on this one. Uh, Cubs over Cards. Let's go.
0: Both of you are high. <laughs> you trying to be competitive in this race, and then you pick a team that's 20 games into the cellar versus a team that's one of the hot. As you just said 10 minutes ago, is the hottest team in whoa, baseball. Whoa, well, they're only like so 15
1: you... games under 500. Okay. <laughs>
0: Sorry, 15 (laughs) games in the cellar. Excuse me. Both of you guys are crazy. This is going to be an easy cards win. Ain't even worried about it. Moving on, Rick. Let me hear about it. I don't want to hear you You two are a joke. All
1: right. For my pick, for my around the horn pick this week, uh, Wednesday, I got Blue Jays at Red Sox. Blue Jays doing well. They're going to go up against the lowly, the the last place Sox in the AL East, right? They are, I believe, in second place right now for the wild card, so they got the second wild card game, and I think they're going to get an easy win here to kind of boost their their chances of getting that second wild card win against the against the Red Sox. So I'm picking Jays. I'm not entirely sure who these starters are yet. I don't think they've been listed, but uh, I think I'm I'm picking the Jays to, to get a leg up here on the second wild card.
2: Is this Wednesday's game? Yeah, Wednesday. All right, so we have starters now. Jose Barrios and Rich Hill. Ancient. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say I like uh, Barrios in this one. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough,
2: Barrios has a much higher ERA than Rich Hill this year. So we Ooh, might have wow. some fireworks. We might have a lot of runs. I'm going to tell you here, though. I'm going North Dakota. Blue Jays, baby. They're playing well. Just a better lineup. I don't know. The Red Sox... is I was saying last week they they should try to make a playoff push. Uh, but no, they're just not a vibe right now. So Blue
0: Jays all day. Now you're finally thinking with some logic. <laughs> all right? It, 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 this is an easy, uh, another easy decision. Uh, I'm not going to shit on you guys for this one. It's it's Toronto on the way. Um, and I'm not trying to be a follower, but I guess I am. Um, to finish her off. Finisher off on Saturday we got Cleveland at Seattle, an exciting matchup, a potential playoff matchup if things stay put. Um in that matchup you're gonna be seeing Aaron Savali going for Cleveland versus Luis Castillo for Seattle. Um in Seattle, tough transition going to the West Coast. Um I think Seattle's been a ballpark that's been a fun environment this year. Um, so my pick is Seattle and that's going to get me three and zero on the week and cement my lead to five games at least, at least, well, five games at max. Uh, I'm going to think three at, at, hopeful. I
1: think, uh, I think Jack's counting his uh, chickens before they hatch here. Uh, so <laughs> I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to go Cleveland. I'm going to go guardians against the Mariners. The Mariners are good. Don't get me wrong. The Mariners are good, but the Cle- Cleveland has been pretty good so far. Uh, I think they're – am I mistaken, or are they leading the central right now as well? Now you are, now i yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, – I'm going to go with Cleveland in this one. <laughs> all
2: right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to Seattle all day here. Little known fact about the Cleveland Guardians. They're the central merchants of all time, and that includes the White Sox. These guys just, they finesse games within their division. That's Mm. all they do. They got no chance going out to Seattle. It's in Seattle, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah? Yeah, so Seattle all day. This is good. This is good because none of us three have all the same picks. So when I go 3-0, I'm going to gain a game on both of you. And that will make me very happy. So...
1: We all got the Jays, I think. We all picked the Jays on the last one, right?
2: I know, but I, I'm different from you here. So,
1: oh, I see what you're you saying. know, we don't yeah, all yeah, have yeah. the
2: same three. So,
0: somebody stands to gain big. I I stand to gain the biggest because I have two picks from. But your picks are gonna you guys. be wrong. You guys That's are. the issue. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. But whatever, whatever. Anything else to add on on Seattle versus Cleveland? Uh, it's really nice in
1: Seattle right now, so yeah. <laughs> the weather, oh, weather's yeah. nice. I Forgot you were just there. Yeah, yeah weather's that's nice. Baseball weather.
0: It's, it's home run ball for <laughs> for Seattle. Uh, before we close the books on Around the Horn this week, uh, it is time that we start thinking of this year's punishment. Let's go. And kind of what I've I've thought a little bit about is that we'll we'll come up with some ideas. We'll talk a little bit about them today uh maybe we'll cement the um, for rick's next episode and then pull them on the instagram page and let you fans decide what said loser will be doing be so uh bad. so just quickly do any of you guys have uh any ideas that we should jot down for uh for punishment
1: ah oh, man i i don't know uh I was kind of thinking like some sort of public shaming. Uh, You know, you just stand out somewhere on a busy corner or something like that with some sort of public shaming, like, like, I don't know, the White Sox lost me this or like some shit like that, kind of like a fantasy football thing. But that's kind of what I got right now. I'm looking at some other ideas. But if you guys want to go ahead with any other ideas you all have, be my guest.
2: I do like that. I was thinking one thing, given the season's going a little bit later, this year it presents some interesting opportunities but it may not be that practical but i'm just thinking like in an ideal world you'd have to go to detroit tigers for some awful team and stay the whole game (laughs) it's cold out you gotta sit there and just i don't know be attentive maybe you have to keep score for the game too like something just super very boring to do i like that but i don't know that doesn't seem like the worst
0: punishment going to a baseball game Keeping track and writing a scorecard is not the for most a Tigers. It's like the,
2: if if the A's are <laughs> in Detroit in October, yeah. Oh,
0: there's truth to that. I can understand that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I would say maybe uh, if that has to be the case, we got to figure out the travel expenses there because that's tough. It's, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not a as tough price. punishment. As <laughs> it'll, be a, uh, it'll
1: be on the crack one media company card. Don't I know? Just kidding. <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll see we'll see what happens there if uh, if you fans have any ideas uh, DM the Instagram page shout us out at our Twitter handles we'll give you guys those at the end of the episode uh, with some ideas we'll we'll list those off next episode Rick joins us and pick some options to pull off for you fans to decide and that's how we're gonna handle okay let punishment. me toss uh, another one out here, though.
2: just a quick one because I'm thinking our sponsor right the company card who would give us free supplies? And our one uh, prospective sponsor might be interested in this. I'd have to check if this is okay to do health-wise. But a full-body Icy Hot.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 no. And Look we live-stream it. We live-stream it. Like already feeling it. Yes, I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> we keep keeping this PG? Well, no, you're,
1: you're
2: going to have clothes on, but... A, way more Icy Hot than you'd want to apply to yourself.
1: A Speedo. you got to have a Speedo, and we just got to start slapping Icy Hots on you. Just a bunch of just all over the body.
0: <laughs> Ruining the careers before they even begin. Awful, awful, awful. We have to consult right, the doctor well, first, though. <laughs> we got to figure out a few things if that's going to be the case. That's, that's a tough one. Uh, fortunately for me, that won't be the case because I'll be sitting pretty, I'll be sitting pretty, but, um, once again, thank you to crack one media. Um, thank you to Rick. Thank you for the platform that they give us, uh, here for three up three down. Uh, moving on, moving on. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Cy Young races. Interestingly enough, I want to actually start with the NL. Um, and the odds kind of look like this. Miami Sandy Alcantara is the minus seven hundred favorite. He was eleven and five with a one nine two ERA before entering tonight. He was shelled in his appearance. Um, I think his ERA did jump to two nineteen, if I am not mistaken, um, and he went to eleven and six as the Miami Marlins were beat ten to three, and he gave up. Let's see six runs six earned in that loss so it'll be interesting to see if Alcantara's odds change from minus 700 to a little bit less uh, second favorite is Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers at plus 1000 he's got a nine and five record with a 248 ERA um, another guy who has been consistent I do not know off the top of my head if he has won an NL Cy Young before last year I think so. Yeah, that's what I, I i thought so but um uh, in terms of strikeouts he is second in the league league with 187 um and in third place the most wins in the league tied but with only one loss tony gonzolin um at plus 3000 with a 2.12 era uh, this dodger has been stellar and consistent uh doesn't even describe the man i mean one loss in, in, in 16 decisions is, is pretty insane. Uh, interesting to see what happens here. Definitely want to hear your thoughts on the NL Cy Young race.
2: This is an interesting one. So first off, I, one guy who's not mentioned in these odds and I think is in this race will need a little bit of a hot end of the season to, to fully get into the discussion, but Julio Urias, 2.4-year array, Sub one whip, just a very good starter. Like uh, obviously, when you have a two point four ERA, uh, you're doing the job well. They got to be happy because it's the Dodgers who who dinged up Alcantara, so they have their two guys, Gonsolin and Urias. All of a sudden, their their cases look a lot better because I think for for Sandy, he had been this lock because he had the sub two ERA, and if you're the only guy with the sub two ERA with that many innings pitched. I think you just have you have a bigger case. doesn't matter that you're on the Marlins, right? Like Now, all of a sudden, people are going to look and say, oh, the ERAs are similar. Gonsolin now leads the NL in ERA. The and they're going to say, okay, he's on a winning team. He's 15-1. and one. I know people don't like wins, but 15-1 like means something. Obviously, it wouldn't be the same if he was on the Marlins. Um, yeah, it should be a good race. There's a lot of guys in there. Corbett Burns has the biggest, like, the most gaudy numbers in terms of like innings pitch, strikeout, so so he I think has a good chance. But I don't know. I would like to see Sandy win it. Other sleeper, who I don't think has a chance just because there's a lot of these guys with low ERAs, but another sleeper is Edwin Diaz. I don't know the last time a closer has won the Cy Young, but he's is having an electric season. Um, so Yeah. I think I think Sandy will pull it out though. That's my prediction on this. He's got a ton of innings, low ERA and has, I think a big part of these awards is a stabbing yourself as, uh, as a favorite, right? Like, people vote on that stuff. Not everyone watches all these games, so when they come to it, they're like, oh, yeah, of course Sandy is of that caliber. I think it means a lot. I think you're seeing with the AL MVP, like, Shohei probably won't win it because Aaron Judge is expected to, right? Like, that that vibe matters so much, yep. and I think Sandy has it, which is shocking for
0: a Marlins pitcher to have, you know, <laughs> just to the market. and And quickly on, on odds <clears throat> on the two you mentioned. Edwin Diaz is coming in at a plus 4,000 and then your boy Julio Urias at plus 10,000. Really? Um, wow. So not not looking plus like 10, Urias 000? is going to be... Yeah, you heard a sneaky me. bet. Uh, <laughs>
2: I don't recommend bets,
0: but that's a sneaky <laughs> yeah, you one. You heard me. <laughs> uh, and this is a consensus pick between most of the Vegas odds. Uh, but Rick, what do you think? I was—I mean, I was
1: going to agree with what Alex said. I—I I want Sandy Alcantara to win. It's—it's uh, it's the least sexy pick, but like probably the better pitcher. I think you know. I—I I feel like if we want to go sexy, you go with you know one of the Dodgers pitchers, whether it be Anderson or even Gonsolin. Really, um, I did. I—I I almost was like. Edwin Diaz man like uh, again i don't I, like you said i can't remember the last time a closer won but i mean he's doing really well whenever he comes out i've seen him come out to like uh you know his like intro song or whatever and i'm just like man the, to 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 have that you know as a new york mets fan like that's got to be like fucking awesome right so i liked edwin diaz but i think uh sandy sandy should win it and you know again he's on the marlins uh again not the sexy pick but i think you got to give it to him uh Cause I mean, at one point, what was it? They gave it to Granky, and he was on the Royals when he won his first Cy Young, and it was like, who the fuck is this guy, right? Uh, so, I think they got to give it to him. I, I think he deserved it for sure.
0: Well, and it, it's it's something you got to look at and say: is is this the year? Um, as I think another conversation is having actually with Alex: uh, is this the year someone finishes a sub two two ERA? Could be, could very much be. I mean, you know, you've got Verlander who's sub one or sub two at this point. Um, you've got Cease who's just hovering above it, um, and several others. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun stretch. Um, Alcantara definitely needs to keep it together. Can't have too many more outings like tonight. Yeah. Uh, that is a fantastic ball club in LA versus a subpar team in Miami. Uh, So we'll see what happens for that stretch. Uh, But definitely some impressive numbers from Alcantara coming out of uh, Florida. Just one one more thing, uh, and this
2: sells it for me, and I think we'll sell it for voters too. Sandy leads the MLB in innings pitch by far. He's got 173 innings pitched. That's 15 more than the next. That's a huge, huge gap. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot. That's two Sandy starts, but three starts for others. Uh, That sells it for me. You look at his game logs, it's like six innings, six innings, seven innings, seven innings, a couple nine innings, a couple eight innings. It is just an impressive workload. So I I like the innings pitch numbers, which, by the way, Adam Wainwright is fifth in the majors on innings pitched.
1: Crazy. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's he's got three complete games. I mean, it's
0: it's incredible stuff. He's a, He's a horse. He's a horse. It's it, it's yeah. I, I yeah. think it, like you
2: can't you can't argue that lowest ERA combined with the most innings that is the best pitcher. I don't think this like I know this expected stats but it's what you do that is the best.
1: Also also yeah. I just want to say I feel I, I I love that we you know this podcast values the win total values it you know what I mean. It's supposed to be a lot of other people it's like oh, wins don't matter. It's like but but it's a nice looking stat, you know what I mean? Like I value it. I don't know. I just I just want to say that.
0: Absolutely. And in this case, I think, like you said, Sandy and his stats are so great that it's going to help him tremendously. And you look at some of these other guys in this um, NL um, conversation, and and not to go against your point of wins being the total decide or something. We do value wins. We do value wins a lot more than others, and we do value. I think an average a little bit more than others do, even though it's really not that relevant anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, eleven and six on a on a team that's tough um, and not great is is a, is a value got to look at a little bit higher than that eleven and six loss total. So um, especially compared to someone who's fifteen and one in uh, in Gonzalez
2: You so, can I think Gonsolin. you just
0: value the win, but you understand it
2: doesn't mean. Gonsolin's having a better season than Alcantara, like that's just like the win is cool. It means something, but it doesn't
0: mm-hmm. always
2: make them a better pitcher. Well, Understand
0: it, what it means, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know. Gonzalez walked into the rot or the rotations. Uh, I think he's the fourth or fifth day starter Yeah. There. Maybe the moved up anyway. since All Star break. Uh, he's maybe moved up since the All Star break. But when you're generally pitching against uh, you know your fourth or fifth rotation in the NL with the Dodgers, who produce a hell of a lot of runs the most in baseball in terms of a differential, um, it's it's going to help you a lot in the win. And standards. he had a huge so. streak of going six
2: innings with one or less earned run for a long time. If you go six innings with one or less earned run, you deserve to get the win. Obviously, it doesn't always happen, but like he was putting himself in the position to rack those up, and he did. So, good for him.
0: Yes, yes. Moving on, moving on to that AL. The dogfight, the battle. Uh, we actually saw the two heavyweights um, in battle in Chicago earlier this week. Uh, both pitched to no decisions, uh, with the White Sox actually taking that win. Um, and yeah, so let's lead it off. Houston's Justin Verlander, the ageless wonder, the thirty-nine-year-old, is a two-plus two-ten favorite at 15-3 with a record uh, tied for the most wins with um, Gonsolin. He is a, one nine, a point, 1.95 ERA, the lowest um, he's had in his career since this point. In um, and, and late August, you, you got to tell, like I said, you know, it's, it's a serious thought that a pitcher finishes under that 2 ERA th- um, threshold, and it looks like Verlander could be the one to do it. We'll see. He was roughed up for some runs in Chicago both times. Uh, so another you know decent start or another tough opponent in his uh, his schedule in terms of finishing out the year and and maybe that could change uh, but Verlander has just been he's been consistent as all hell um, and he's just he's put up some impressive numbers um, and in terms of strikeouts he's got 138 strikeouts tied for 18th a uh, WHIP of 0.88 third in the league um, and a 1.0 point uh, Nine five ERA, uh, the lowest for starters. Um, then there's Dylan Cease, our personal favorite, probably on this show. Maybe not Rick's because he came from <laughs> the Cubs. <laughs> uh, but at plus two fifty and at twelve and five with a two oh nine ERA, Dylan Cease has been a stud. He put together, I think, a fifteen game streak of allowing one or earned less run. Uh, something that's never been done for that uh, amount of time and has been consistent as all hell as he's in i think his third or fourth year as an everyday starter he's he's submerged himself as the ace in a rotation that has lance lynn johnny cueto and lucas giolito yes cueto or uh, giolito and lynn have struggled a little bit but cueto has been very consistent Um, But nonetheless, Cease has been the horse for that rotation. Then lastly, Shane McClanahan, the starter for the AL in the All-Star game, at plus 1,000 at 11-5 with a 2.29 ERA. Uh, McClanahan was very good out of the gates, stumbled a little bit in July and June, uh, but has since been pretty consistent and is maintaining a great um, season. I think he is, uh, let's see, where was that He is fifth on the list for earned runs and has 173 Ks, which is sixth in the league, and has a .86 WHIP, which is second. Um, So we'll see what happens. It's probably the most exciting Cy Young race we've seen in a few years, Um, and you know it's kind of exciting. And I don't mean to bash on Otani, but we don't have Otani in this race this year, um, even though he has been pretty damn good for the Angels. Uh, but I, I do think there's some excitement not seeing Otani in this race and, and seeing, you know, three guys actually battle for this this award. And, and Verlander at, at his age, it, it's it is very impressive, and it's something uh, that that could, you know, I'm not going to say age is going to win him the award. His his performance has done it. Uh, but I do think that's going to take uh, not a heavy into consideration, but into some consideration into uh, the fact that he could win the Cy Young. I
1: was, I was going to say, just real quick, give it a Dylan Cease, man. I, what he did, what is it, 13 games straight with just one earned runner less. less? Uh, it's never been done. You got to give it a Dylan Cease. And the fact, again, that he didn't make the All-Star, and for him to win it, I think, fur it would be the first time anybody wins it that didn't make the All-Star game, uh, like a, a Cy Young? Yeah, so two things that have never been done before, and for him to, you know, if, if he wins a Cy Young, I think it he absolutely deserves it for being as consistent as he has been on a struggling Sox team, you know? Um, I could just imagine, like, and I, and I think I've said it to Jack before, either here or on BLC, like, if the Sox were as good as, as they were expected to be, you know, way better than they are right now, right? He would, brought, he would definitely be the front runner. I love, you know, I love um, uh, what's his name Verlander and all that, but I, you know, I feel like him and Wainwright are having like a competition on who could be the oldest retiree, you know, from the from the sport and what he's doing with Houston. It, it is what it is, but I, you know, give it a Dylan Cease, what he's done with the White Sox with Giolito there, and like you said, with Lancelin there. I think he deserves it for sure. So I'm I, I think Dylan Sees should absolutely win this Cy Young for the AL.
2: Yeah, I mean, right now I think it's as close of a race as you can get. I know Verlander has a pretty like substantial like public opinion lead, and I think like the betting. I don't know what the odds are. I think Verlander still has a pretty sizable uh, expect like I don't know odds. He has pretty like hefty odds advantage. I will say McClanahan, and I don't think was this will be. I don't know how much voters value this. To be honest, he pitches in the AL East. That's a big game changer. That means that just a lot of those starts coming against the Yankees. They're coming against true the Red Sox are good offense. They're coming against the Blue Jays. They're coming against the Orioles. Like those are none of those are easy matchups. So like to me, he he should get a little bit of a leg up in terms of that. Um, obviously I'm sure people could look into be like, what is the rating of the offense average per start, all that stuff. But I, I would expect he's played a harder competition, but I think I, I, one thing I will say is like if one of these pitchers finishes with a sub two ERA, I think they will win it almost certainly. I think that locks them in if a couple of them do, which I think is definitely a possibility. I wouldn't expect it, but definitely a possibility. Then we have a very interesting one. But I don't know. I mean, these guys are all in playoff races. They're all incredibly important to where their team is at right now and what they want to do. So this this should be fun. I I would love to see Dylan Cease come and just like obviously this bias like here, but like it would be an awesome story for him not making the All Star game and to come out and win the Cy Young. And he's got the stuff to do it. He has the most strikeouts of anyone. He's second in the AL to Garrett Cole. And yeah, I would I, w- I would just love to see it. I think Verlander gets a little bit of the name recognition right now, which is boosting him a bit, but. Just prove it with the stats. There's there's a couple more starts left in the season, and yeah, the only other thing Jack mentioned him, and just briefly, not in discussion for the Cy Young, but I wish he had played a full season because, man, John Cueto is putting together one of the most <laughs> beautiful seasons I've ever seen out of a starter. This guy's averaging like nearly seven innings pitched a start, two five eight ERA, swagger, a little shimmy, it is fun to watch. Johnny Cueto and Nesta Cortez would be the dream playoff matchup for me. Would love to watch the shimmy (laughs) off. Uh, But yeah, I mean, watch these pitchers pitch. It's fun. And if you don't want to watch one of the Cy Young favorites, watch Johnny Cueto.
0: It's a joy. He's he's been fantastic. Uh, Definitely definitely a key uh, contributor in keeping the Sox alive in that AL Central race. Um, I think seeing that matchup of Verlander Cease last week is the latest we've seen two head-to-head Cy Young favorites and and two guys with I think at that time I think Cease was under a two ERA before that start. Um, two guys go at head-to-head with the those that low of ERAs um, this late into the season. So you're seeing some special stuff in that race right there. Definitely something to watch. Um, plus money on both guys. Like, shit, someone's going to make some money there, Uh, and if you're ballsy enough to throw some serious cash on it, could make a lot of money. Um, Again, we do not advise you to um, pick Dylan Cease. Personally, I think that's where my money will go. I do. I advise Uh, you to pick him. Well then, the money is then people can find you responsible because I don't want to hear it. All right, that's that's what I'll say to that, Rick, uh, because I sure as hell know Alex probably doesn't want it. People Jack is coming saying after him actively so, he
2: is not recommending seats, so if you don't bet him, and bet somebody else, then
0: come after him.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: All right, we'll, we'll have to prove to the haters. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think uh, some some very good. Races, indeed. We'll see what happens. We'll cover, I think, probably the rookie races next week. Uh, maybe the batting titles. You know, people don't they don't really value a batting title as much anymore. Uh, but those races are heating up as we enter the dog days of August. The dog days of summer are pretty much past us. We enter September here in two weeks. Uh, and yes, it's a little bit of a later year going into October um, watching all the drama unfold with San Diego. Um, you know, Alex and you and I are specifically watching the drama of having a incompetent, well, maybe not incompetent, but, um, a guy who's just shouldn't be behind, um, managing a, a club, uh, specifically our favorite run angle, or, you know, <laughs> the fact is we had to see him walk another guy with a one and two count, um, so it, rough. It, it's just inexcusable shit like this uh they stand to be two and a half games out of first place they had a game with cleveland that was rescheduled um i don't know if alex has dug a little bit more no, into i have dug a, little a little bit you can spell it on the surface it didn't rain for four hours in a row
2: the grounds crew did not come out how is the field still unplayable was there a tsunami in cleveland what was going on Oh wait, let me tell you what was going on. Dylan Cease scheduled to start. Why? Why have Dylan Cease start against us in a crucial division game when we could just have the White Sox come take another one-day trip up to Cleveland later in the year? MLB investigate this because that game should just be forfeited. MLB conspiracies. It's just a
1: fact. Four hours.
2: What happened last night in Cleveland? Torrential downpour that ruined the whole. They were playing football today. Like what was going on?
0: That, you know, you've you've got a point there. You gotta ask what uh, what was going on with the grounds crew. Um, there will be a that this game will be postponed. Obviously Alex and I are back in Chicago. Uh, we did not make the trip to Cleveland. We're not saying that's out of the question. Another trip has possibly been opened. There you go. Um The fans wanted you with this the postponement polls, game. The polls the on Cleveland did on media. say that they yes. wanted us to go um <laughs> and yeah we'll see uh we'll see what happens there maybe alex and i will drive out for a one game set which would be pretty brutal maybe we'll fly we'll see if we can find some cheap flights but um, nonetheless we're diehards we gotta go um yeah we'll see i mean you know now ceases start is pushed to tomorrow versus or tuesday i think tuesday. Versus the orioles um and that's going to be a very, very interesting matchup as two teams that are fighting to try and um, climb their way into the wild card and, and back into their divisions. Um, obviously, the Orioles will not win their division. Uh, Yankees, seven games up on the Blue Jays at this point. Another two and eight week from them, proving why they just are consistently are icy for this second half of baseball. Uh, so they look beatable at frauds. this point. Do they lose the division? We'll see.
2: <laughs> These guys are frauds every year. This happens. <laughs> this was just the most <laughs> extreme version.
1: I think there was a there was um, like a graphic I saw that was like the Cubs won have won one more game than the Yankees have since like the All Star break or something like that. I I don't know what it was. It's been all I think it was similar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've they, it's it's been bad. There's no there's no other way to put it. Um, Cubs are hot, Rick. Cubs are hot. Hey man,
1: they they they, they won a few series here. You know in, you know in a row they they won five before they lost to the Brewers on a Sunday. So uh, I David Ross, man, it's kind of he's kind of pissing me off. Not gonna lie, he he had in uh, Justin Steele for six innings and I think like under ninety pitches and he he took him out for. I think like Rowan Wick or somebody, and and the Brewers go on to score five runs you know, in, in, in those last uh, three innings. So I don't know. I don't know what that was about. They could have had another dub. They would have had six in a row, but they're 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, they're doing a lot better later in the season than I expected them to do. Um, and I think really it's kind of – I feel like it's credited to the fact that Contreras and Happ are still there. Now, you know. To be fair, I think that's what it is, right? Like they're kind of just willing their team to 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 finish in a decent uh, clip here. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of been the Cubs. They, they've been they've been better than Yankees since All Star break. I'll say that. That's just facts. Um, so. Yep.
0: No. It, it, yes. Yes. And honestly, I think it, it, I was listening in the car to him talking after a game or before a game. And it's just like, I haven't heard our manager all year, you know, just have a clear, concise, um, knowledgeable conversation with reporters. And it was nice to listen to. So I do appreciate that you've got someone that actually sounds like he knows what he's doing. And it does look like he could be a guy that can lead you through and and to, to the future of this rebuild. Um, So it is exciting to see the Cubbies are are treading water a little bit. Like Alex said, it was a full barn um, this weekend. So always Wrigley showing up. Oh, yeah. Um, Mets-Braves, I think we've got one more matchup. I know we've got the Subway Series this week. As Rick mentioned, I think the Yankees have had basically the worst record in baseball since the start of this All-Star break. I don't know if that's 100% certain. but um, Yeah. They're definitely in the top five. The White Sox have had the best in the for, AL, so don't read too much into what that means. <laughs> you, know, oh, to, oh. To pump, you know, Let's pump our tires as much as we can. Let's not pump the brakes, all right? Relax. Relax. We're coming into this playoff race. We're still hopeful. We're still in it. I know Rick's wondering if uh, if we're thinking, are we out? Are we in? We're still in. We're yeah. turning water still. It, it, we have Johnny Quaid over It is me. what it is, but... Bump day
2: with Johnny Cueto is <laughs> <And> a different <laughs> level of energy.
0: But, um, no, I, I think that uh, that caps off another great episode of Three Up, Three Down. I, I appreciate Rick hopping on with us. Of course. Alex, always love talking to you. Hope all is well. Um, I think the listeners can find you at Northside Socks Fan. Did I no. get that right? Northside underscore
2: <laughs> Socks. Somebody actually did mess up. A, there's a different Northside socks I didn't know about. Oh, and I got roasted by somebody. I was like, why am I getting flamed here? And uh, they mistakenly tagged me. So.
1: Oh, shit. He's like, no. No. Absolutely <laughs> not nor- correct.
0: At Northside underscore yeah. socks um, is where you can find Alex. Um, Rick, I'm not, I, I don't want to fail twice.
1: <laughs> at and now Rick is where you can find me on Twitter. I'm not that active. Not gonna lie. I'm not that active. Not as active as Alex getting flamed by random people. But uh, usually it's, it's football season. is when I'm a little bit more active. I really like NBA Twitter, but uh, yeah, during football season you'll find me more active.
0: Okay. All right. All right. He doesn't want to talk. He you know, 15 games <laughs> in the cellar. will do that to you. I, I was gonna say as a Cubs uh, fan, it's tough
1: to come at people on Twitter right now.
2: You ready for the Bears? Five and eleven season. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be better than the lines. But we're not talking picks, football 10, here. 10 we picks, are a baseball pod. T- yeah. I'll kick you out of here. Um, follow the Crack One Media page at Crack One Media. Uh, we're posting clips, highlights, um, fun posts, uh, meet the team. Check out the blogs at the site at um, CrackOneMedia dot media.com. Uh, We have the YouTube page, check us out, hit the subscribe button, we've got shorts coming your way, we've got clips coming your way, we've got full video podcasts coming your way, Only Football, Big Leagues Chicago, Things in the Works, we've got an exciting year of the fall coming towards us, so tons and tons of more sports coming your way. Um, Follow me at SiffyMan on Twitter, otherwise if you made it through the hour twenty. We appreciate it. We love you. We'll see you next week. We're going to make it through uh, another exciting uh, playoff race, hopefully, with the White Sox in it. But uh, we'll see. But with that being said, always a pleasure. And uh, talk to you guys later. All right. See you, see you boys. See you guys. Good White Sox, baby.
1: Yankees hey. lose. <laughs> Hits it in the end. Stretch! Get on back there! They look up! You can put it on the board! Yes! Yes!